You're locked on to Hans Olsen and Scotty G. And it's time to kick off the show with a starting lineup. The two topics the guys are most passionate about. Presented by University of Utah Health. And now here's Hans Olsen's starter. Donovan wants to switch. Trying to get McLemore on him. Now he has Tucker on him, though. He drives, gets to the window, and scores it. Donovan's got 19. Jazz at least know what they're going against now. You can see them trying to attack it. 108-94, 14-point deficit. Bogdanovich, another contested three and another make. Five of eight from three for Bogdanovich for 24. Donovan and Bogdanovich are a combined eight of 16 from three as Eric Gordon has surpassed his career high with his 43rd point on the left side. This was not good. It was not good, and Eric Gordon was fantastic. 14 of 22 from the field, 6 of 11 from three, and 16 of 20 at the free throw line. It felt like, Scotty, every time I looked at the screen, Eric Gordon was taking a free throw last night. And I you know, there are different ways to look at this game where Houston was down three of their biggest stars and a couple of guys had to come off the bench and you had to rotate some starters and Houston went small. But last night, this comes down to a, a, a an insane performance by Eric Gordon. When you looked at exactly what I mean, frankly, let's be honest here. You and I, at the end of the show yesterday, we were talking about the fact that we knew that uh, Westbrook was going to be out. We knew that Harden was going to be very doubtful. And then we found out Capella wasn't going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, uh, the line was 12 and a half, 13, anywhere between 12, 12 and a half, and 13. Um, how much money would you have put on the Jazz at that point? I mean, how many Skittles, mm-hmm. hypothetical Skittles, would you have considered putting on the Jazz? Obviously, we wouldn't do such things. To cover the 12 or to cover yeah. the 13? Uh, let's just, I'll, I'll go at 12. Man, twelve. I gave, so you, I gave you a hundred skittles, and you you could you could put that any way you wanted. I'd have put twenty of them to cover on the, the jazz 12, to cover the twelve. Yeah, I'd have put all hundred on the jazz to win. I probably yeah I would obviously yeah hundred to win. I would have probably put forty forty or fifty to cover the twelve. It's a big number, but I mean, can we just take a look at that starting lineup for a moment? For I mean, that's pretty remarkable that uh, of of what we saw. On the back end of a back-to-back, when they're playing against the Jazz, they played in Denver the night before, they come into Salt Lake City the next night, and a starting lineup of House, Rivers, Gordon, Tucker, and McLemore against the Jazz, who have just been curb-stomping teams, healthy with their, you know, Mike Conley back in the lineup, Boyan, Mitchell, Rudy, I mean... It was just set up there for the Jazz, and that, and it goes to show you. And and Kurt Heelan kind of hinted at this a little bit yesterday. Yeah, I was going to bring the old that up Bill, too. With the old Bill Simmons uh, Ewing factor, when sometimes when when Patrick Ewing wasn't playing, the Knicks would be better. And you can't sustain it over a long term, but you can have those individual performances. And last night, Eric Gordon's like, you know what? I'll take over. I'll do this, and he did it, and it worked. So Eric Gordon becomes besides James Harden. 
He becomes the first Rockets player to score 50 points in a game since Akeem Olajuwon had 51 wow. back in January of 1996. So you've That's got crazy. You've got James Harden who's done it 23 times for the Rockets. And Gordon just did it outside of of James Harden did it for the first time since Akeem Olajuwon. And and that was his career high and that was as good as I've ever seen him play. And I got to remind people too Eric Gordon missed 22 games. He had surgery on his right knee on November 13th, and he had missed 22 games. But since he's come back, he's averaging 20 points in through the 13 games that he's now played, Scotty. But he had knee surgery, and he's been dealing with and playing through a lot of different pain. And, you know, when you listen to any of his teammates talk in the locker room in the postgame or you listen to his coach talk after that game, it came down to Eric Gordon feeling very healthy and then Eric Gordon having the weight of this team kind of put on his shoulders and him running with it. Outside of Eric, House was fantastic. House Jr., he could play the game, and he had 21 yeah. points and 11 rebounds. And then Austin Rivers hit some big, some really big shots. And, you yeah, know, Aust- you, you talked about that starting lineup, and we look at it and we're like, wait a second. Rivers and House and Gordon – no way this team comes into Vivint Arena on the back end of a back-to-back. But these guys put together a really good performance. Yeah, and that's the thing. I do think they deserve a lot of credit for what they did last night. And uh, and, and they came in with a, you know, look, sometimes you're playing with house money a little bit. Like, you know, look, nobody on this planet thinks that this team is going to win. And so let's go out there and, and, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Lose? Well, everybody thinks we're going to lose anyway. So let's just go out there and let it fly. And they did it, and and credit to Mike D'Antoni too. I mean, it was a it was a good game plan. You you know, <clears throat> we'll talk more about it with Locke coming up here uh, a little bit later on. But you go small ball, uh, you throw some things at him, you attack Rudy Gobert time and time and time again. And if the officials are going to go along with it, which they did, and and look, I, I'm not in any way, shape, or form blaming the officials. But once you know you start getting calls and you figure out how they're going to call a game. Then you go at it, and they did it, and they shot what fifty free or forty nine free throws last night. Uh, yes, I think that was the number. Get in a line with that small ball. Yeah, forty. Yeah, uh, they were thirty five of forty nine yeah. from the free throw line. Um, okay, so you asked me if I had a hundred skittles. You just asked me the question on the, to cover the twelve. There, there was a moment in this game last night where if I had a hundred skittles. And you asked me to put it on the Jazz to cover maybe seven or eight. I would have probably put the Skittles on it. And that's when Boyan Bogdanovich hit consecutive threes, got it to within 72 to 66. And I thought, you know, Jazz grabbing momentum, that that fan base was crazy in there. Everybody was just waiting to shift the momentum and and pour it down on the court. And, you know, you still had the presence of the Kobe Bryant tribute. And it was it was a really magical night in Vivint Arena to, to get things going. I thought that it was going to be, um, you know, kind of a, a sixth man on the court with this crowd really – changing the way this game plays out. And and when he hit those back-to-back threes, Scotty, if you would have said, all right, um, 6.5, and you got 100 Skittles, where are you putting it to cover? I, I would have had him covering the 6.5. I'd probably put it yeah. 80, maybe, yeah. maybe even 90 of my Skittles out there to cover. I thought that that was the shift. But then you got Rivers and House that hit back-to-back baskets, and it, it just it just shuts it all down. Yeah. So, 
pretty impressive. That That's not an easy time to go hit those baskets. That's not an easy time to make these runs. But it did feel like that small ball had a, a real effect on what the Jazz were doing defensively. Yeah, and, that's, and, and you bring up a really good point. And, and again, I don't think that's sustainable over if, you know, if for whatever reason, let's say Houston had Westbrook and Harden go down with significant injuries. I don't think that's something that would work for them at a high level for a continuous amount of time. But you can have these one-off games where if the other team's, A, not playing well, B, you know, just, you know, you you get into a little bit of a funk and you can take advantage of it. And that's what Houston did last night. Again, you can't play 10 consecutive games like this and, and win the majority of them, but you can't get away with it on a given night. And last night it was their night. And I thought Rudy Gobert had an interesting point where he said, yeah, you know what, they they kicked our butts, and sometimes we need a good butt kicking to get ourselves back in line. And, well, they got that last night. There's no doubt about that. Well, the Utah Jazz, things don't get any easier for them either. No. No, now, Scotty, you know, now they start on this road trip, and I think things are going to be really tough on the road trip. And that's why when you and I went through the final 14 games before the All-Star break, and, you know, we look back to it. We started with that New Orleans game on the road. It was at New Orleans. It was Sacramento at home. It was Indy at home. It was Golden State on the road. And then Dallas and Houston back-to-back. Those are the games that have been played out. Finishing out, it's at San Antonio, at Denver, at Portland. You get a Denver-Portland break here at Vivint Arena, but then you're back on the road at Houston, at Dallas. This stretch... These next seven games are going to be daunting. And when I put together my win-loss record through these next seven, I've got them beating San Antonio. I've got a loss to Denver, loss to Portland. So there's one and two. Uh, I've got winning both at home against Denver and Portland, but then losing both on the road to Houston and Dallas. So in this stretch, I'm predicting them to go four and three. I've got them four and three through the next or sorry, three and four through the next seven. Because it's just a it's just a tough stretch. Yeah, it is. And and I think if you can find a way to just kind of keep yourself five hundred over these next stretch of games, uh, through the All Star break, I think what they have nine games left and or eight games eight. left until the All Star break. Yeah, because you throw in Miami to finish after that yeah. seven game I think streak. If you can go four and four in that stretch which might be a bit much to ask, but if you can go 4-4 four and four in that stretch, I think I think you've got a chance to be really, really good. Oh, come on. 4-4 four and four in that stretch, I think you, you've got to back up and say, okay, that's that, that's where the Jazz – that's where – that's the expectations I'm putting on them right now. And I, that might be low for a lot of Jazz fans that have gotten caught up in this 14-15 of 15 and these big runs that they've had. But I do think that the schedule has been advantageous for them, and I think that this next stretch is a huge trial. Yep, I think there's going to be a lot of struggles in there. And I know that Jazz fans were really set back last night from that Houston loss. That doesn't worry me. It doesn't. It was quirky last night, and Scotty's mentioned it 100 times just in this first segment. It was quirky. The small ball was quirky. Eric Gordon coming back to health and hitting over 50. And them, their presence at the, the charity stripe. Like, all those things are just quirky about what happened last night. And it's not going to happen in a seven-game uh, stretch or in a, in a best-of-seven stretch. Yeah, you know, The Jazz in a best-of-seven without Harden and Westbrook and Capella, it's just it might go five, but probably not. Like, this just was an anomaly. 
it, it wasn't supposed to happen, and I don't put a ton of weight into it. Now, I wasn't happy about the turnovers. I wasn't happy about the fact that the Jazz put the ball out there 18 times and Houston scored 26 points off the turnovers. There was some sloppiness. Um, you saw, Scotty, Mike Conley a couple times went down to the court, lost possession. You saw one, I think it was like in the third quarter, where Boyan Bogdanovich was trying to put a move on and, and left the ball on the outside, and Houston got a quick turnover and transition score. If you remember that, it was really, it was really yeah. strange, and it was an unfortunate, yeah. untimely situation for it to happen where the Jazz were trying to get momentum and Boyan just loses possession just outside of him, uh, of his control and it ends up in a quick basket for Houston. This is an anomaly. I don't put a lot into it. And when I see them go 500 over these next eight, which would, which would be lofty, I, I mean, I've got them just below 500 through the next eight. Um, I think it's going to be a really tough stretch for them. Just watch kind of where your expectations are, but understand yeah. that this team, when pressed and put into a best-of-seven situation, I think that they could outperform these teams they might lose to on the road um, through this next stretch of games. 